Hi, it's Michael Benner. Your third to the last Intervision podcast is coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, I want to remind you that you can be among the first to subscribe for the brand new podcast, Finding Yourself in Paradise, the broadband program webcast right to your computer that replaces Intervision on KPFK, effective November 30th of 2007 simply by going to FocusedPassion.com. I want to thank those of you who've already done it. You've already got your first two programs, and boy, I'm getting some incredible feedback. Everybody likes it because it's me and Steve and the audio journeys. Imagine something we were never able to do on the radio before, and let's put a visualization meditation exercise right into the program. About 15 minutes of the one-hour program at the very end, is dedicated to, well, in a sense, installing what you've learned in the previous 45 minutes. All of this put on your computer for you once a week for a small delivery charge of just 99 cents. Do it right now. Put it on your ATM card, your credit card. Go to FocusedPassion.com. All right. There's a link on my website, theagelesswisdom.com, and michaelbenner.com has a link. But go direct to focusedpassion.com right now. Sign up for 99 cents a week, billed monthly. And I promise, if you're not happy, I'll double your money back. I can't imagine you wouldn't be if you like this show. So, stay tuned. Our Intervision program from Friday, November 9th follows. Thanks a lot. KPFK on your very own radio at 90.7 FM all over Southern California. Hi, hello, and howdy. Michael Benner with Intervision until 2 o'clock this afternoon. This is part of your spirituality and health strip. Intervision and the Aware Show Monday through Friday on KPFK. Nice to be with you again. We're, uh, I guess, with mixed feelings, I must say. Rounding third and heading for home as I slowly lower the curtain on intervision. This program, as most of you know, because I announced it weeks back, the Friday edition of this program is um, is moving, actually, from broadcast to broadband, from radio to webcast. Effective, well, our last program here is going to be Friday the 23rd of November, 
going to have a special show for you. And then the following week, the 30th of November, well, there will be a new InterVision host. We're not exactly sure who that will be. And uh, the program that I do, this show about mysticism and metaphysics, about personal and spiritual potential and and uh, personal development, uh, it's really uh, going to take a different name and have a slightly different format because, see, one of the benefits of going from broadcast to webcast is that we can do meditation exercises and put them in the middle of the program that we send to your computer, something we, in my 14 years here at KPFK, I've never been able to do on the radio, and I know commercial radio stations don't allow it. I guess the uh, the consensus is it's not a really good idea on the radio to tell people to close their eyes and begin to relax, you know. Even if they don't fall into a trance on the freeway, it might slow their reaction times. And So there's always been a code against doing it. But now, with the webcast, we can do that. We call them audio journeys. So if you want to know about this program that will, in a sense, take the place of InterVision, my version of it, which I'm going to do with my buddy Steve Snyder. Many of you know Steve. Just go to FocusPassion.com. we got a special website that uh, we've set up. We began taking subscriptions last week. The first program is out. Like InterVision, it's about an hour long. FocusedPassion.com. Okay, focused with an ED on the end. FocusedPassion.com. Subscribe. It's just a small delivery charge. 99 cents a week is all we're asking to support this effort. And we put the program right on your computer. Okay, so... I'll be here next week, I'll be here the following week, and then the last week of the month you'll have a new host for Friday Intervision. Everyone wants to know that, having said that much, will you stay on KPFK? Because my wife Doreen and I really are moving to Maui at the end of the month, so how could we stay on KPFK? Well, it turns out that there may be a way to do that. It just won't be Intervision. It'll, if we do it, it'll be a new program, it'll have some sort of new technology, and we're working on it. We're we're talking about it, so stay tuned for information on that. We just may have another program, but time will tell. we got to figure out how to get it to you from Maui every week and uh, exactly the nature of the program. I'm thinking about going back to doing some of the kind of programming that I did in commercial radio back in the day, maybe a little more current events-oriented, so... Stay tuned for that. But I do want you to know that the new podcast is up and running, the one that will uh, take the place of InterVision, and and that uh, it's not like this is ending so much as it's just moving to broadband, broadcast to broadband. It's really cool. FocusedPassion.com. Well, let's get down to our business of the day today. I'd like to interview or introduce my guests who I intend to interview about uh, a topic that's near and dear to me. Both of these people I'm about to introduce, I met about a year and a half ago when I uh, relocated my business up in the Santa Clarita Valley area. And somebody introduced me to the idea of networking. And I thought, networking, networking. I'd had some experience with it in other areas in town that I'd lived and uh, wasn't exactly sure what it was all about, because nobody had ever trained me. Even though I'd been in networking groups, I'd never been trained until I joined this group up in BNI. And what a group. 
just uh, some really wonderful people and, and a core of people in the group that really understood the metaphysical principle that is central to the idea of networking in business. So that's what we're going to talk about today, alternative health care and how folks like you, if you are one of these practitioners or facilitators, a provider of alternative health care, my God, how do, we, how, do, how do you, how do we compete against the big corporations, against the big companies and their giant ad budgets? Well, there's a way to do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today, business networking for self-employed entrepreneurs and small business people using this core metaphysical principle that, uh, well, you may know is the law of attraction since the secret has come out few years ago. Let me bring him up to the microphone. First of all, Virgil Vasquez, who is a hypnotherapist, and also with us, Kathleen Keneally, an acupuncturist. Is that right? Do I say acupuncturist? That's perfect. Acupuncture, acupuncture, either works. And in addition to acupuncture, which we know is the needles, Mm -hmm. do you do other forms of oriental medicine? I do. First, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me on your show oh, today. You're this is, I've been looking forward to this opportunity Likewise. to spend some time. And Appreciate to... you driving down from the Santa Clarita Valley. You bet. Well, the fires are finally out. Yes. Thank goodness <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, I, I do practice other forms of oriental medicine. I do uh, Chinese nutrition, um, Chinese herbology, um, where I put together herbal formulas or recommend herbal formulas in conjunction with uh, the acupuncture treatments that I uh, provide for my patients. And what are those treatments where they put the bottles upside down on the... That's called cupping. Cupping. Cupping, cupping. And And that's part of the larger... Larger picture, absolutely. field of Chinese medicine. Absolutely, it's it's part of one of the one of the protocols, one of the treatments that we can uh, do with a patient. Depending on, it's good for if a person's on the verge of catching a cold. It can help release that so that they can process it or not get quite so sick. And uh, also, it's good for muscle pain and strain, and um, brings blood circulation to the area. Helps with the lymph system. It's very very um, powerful and relaxing. I'm old enough to remember Jerry Ford as president was in China. I don't remember what health problem he had. Maybe it was just from falling down a lot. I remember Jerry (laughs) Ford used to fall down and hit people with golf balls and such. But he had an acupuncture treatment, and it was in all the news stories all over the United States. The President Ford, visiting China, had acupuncture and benefited greatly from, what, a 10,000-year-old science? Well, yeah, it's a pretty. It's amazing that yes, this still is very effective today. And yet, many in the medical establishment would say this is silly. It's folk medicine. It's quackery. And yet, your father was a medical doctor, didn't he? Get you into the field? He did, actually. Yes, I grew up in a Western medical household. My dad's a uh, was is still he's retired. A wonderful doctor. And um, I really do count him as one of my first and best teachers in terms of how to really approach patient care. Um, But in my journey uh, through my life, trying to figure out what I was supposed to do, I grew up working with him, worked in his office um, in Western medicine. And one day in my 20s, I said, oh, this is not what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to figure out what I'm supposed to do, which then I went on a wonderful journey for the next 15 years until ultimately... I was working in the cosmetic industry and uh, working with people that come up to the counter and 
helping them find a lipstick and touch them and so on. And I started getting physical impressions of different things that, that I was feeling in my body that turned out to be things that they were feeling in their body. And so I, I became aware of a sensitivity that I had. And so I went to my father and I said, you know, this is what's been going on, Dad. And I, I really believe I'm supposed to be doing something greater in terms of helping people. And uh, he looked at me and said, well, why don't you study acupuncture? So it was really quite a revelation that out of this Western doctor's mouth was not go to medical school, but why don't you study acupuncture? And trust that intuition. So medical intuitive, I suppose we could put on the list too. Well, I, I you know, I hate to, to get into labels, but yes, I think, I I think there, is, there is a quality that I am, I am intuitive in terms of uh, sensing things that are going on people's There's bodies. There's a certain glamour that goes with calling yourself a medical intuitive, but the truth is the best, I think, um, providers of health care, whatever the particular discipline, they are very sensitive and intuitive women and men, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think, unfortunately, our, our Western medical model has just moved so far away from that. You know, yeah. old, you know, in the olden days, Western doctors, too, used their senses and used all of their senses to interpret and to figure out what was going on with their uh, patients. And I think, unfortunately, they don't have the same opportunity uh, because of our health system and our insurance, all the rest of it, and sure. and they're not able to do that. But absolutely, that's one of the things I love about this medicine is that I get to engage all of my senses. I get to spend time with my patient. I get to really get to know them in their totality. And in that, I'm able to best um, serve them and help them uh, or help their body uh, do what it naturally wants to do, which is to be well. You know. More on this. Let's bring Virgil in. Also, Virgil Vasquez is a guy that I met, and it's uh, part of this networking group I joined. And I got to tell you, Virgil, I, I don't think we've finished finding all the synchronicities in our lives just yet. It's so wonderfully strange. I mean, we you want to run them down? I mean, we went to the same Jeez, college. Where do I start? Well, let me start by from, saying thank you for, well, for having me, and uh, it's nice to be here in your presence and seeing you, you again. Well, we both um, went to Cambria Michigan is State. a very special Cambria. place, isn't it? But that's kind of that's kind of jumping ahead. We both right. went to both lived in Michigan. We should start where where we right. where we lived and went to Michigan State. Right, and both alumni of Michigan State. Oh, well, it's a few years in front of you. Just a couple. Or a few decades. <laughs> <laughs> but we were married on the same day and honeymooned in married the same Married on the city. same day. Ended up in the same state of California. Yeah. We're both hypnotherapists. We're both hypnotherapists. And uh, came together, uh, magnetize each other into our each other's lives. And, our, and we share a favorite restaurant in Cambria, too. Yes, we do. Yes, Robin's. I think even the place we stayed, we talked about staying at the That's same right, Cambria well. Landing. Yeah. It's so strange. So Shout out to Cambria Landing. <laughs> 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 Send them a bill in the mail. Um, so uh, how did hypnotherapy attract you? You went to HMI here in L.A., right? Yes, I did. Hypnosis Motivation Institute, which was founded in the 60s by John Kappas. Uh, George Kappas actually is the the leader over there right now. And um, basically, I uh, had been looking for doing something more than what I was doing. I was a mental health uh, in the mental health field for Oh, good, good amount of time. Became a mental health counselor, working with a lot of fragility in terms of seeing, you know, how fragile the mind can be. A lot of mental illness, uh, schizophrenics, bipolar manics, depression, and I wanted to do something more powerful in terms of having my own practice and my own hours. 
And I actually looked around as to where would be the best place to study. HMI is what came up for me. It's in my backyard. I had a year program with a very intense curriculum, a six-month residency in terms of supervision and being able to really study cases and see hypnosis and really learn. So this became my specialty. It was the best and also the only place that's accredited by the uh, the United States government. So it was the best place to learn and study. The fellow that trained me in the late 70s and early 80s was an HMI grad. Yeah. And so they've been there long. Well, as you say, yeah. George's father, John, started it. Yeah, they kicked it off in the 60s. So they're one of the better schools around. Yeah. So. And you've taken to it, obviously. I mean, a lot of graduates out of HMI never really take it to a, a, a practice, but you've built your practice and done it for years. Yes, I have. I, I actually graduated in 2001 and been doing it for the past uh, six and a half plus years. Now, my, my foundation for it was, you know, my background's in psychology, so that was my major, and there's always been an interest. My father was a psychiatrist, so I learned about hypnosis when I was pretty young. A little bit like Kathleen, I think, you know, my parent, uh, my father in this situation as well, you know, kind of led me down a, a way that I may have not even been aware of uh, later in my life in terms of going further and further down that uh, path. And also in B&I, the business networking group that you guys are still in and that I belong to um, and left only because I'm moving to Hawaii. We're going to look up B&I once we get over there. But I've, I've met your wife, of course. Now, she's a yoga teacher. She couldn't be with us today. Yes, she's a hip yoga chick. But here we have the hypnotist <laughs> married to the yoga teacher, friends with the acupuncturist. Let's zoom out a little bit A lot here. of energy there. Yeah. What are we talking about here? <laughs> What's the link, do you think, either of you? The energy that we attract uh, like, like attracts like, as uh, I would, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, the holistic field is, it's, it's a very interesting thing, especially where, where we live, uh, where Kathleen and I live out and yourself as well mm -hmm. on the Santa Clarita Valley. Uh, I've seen that holistic community grow quite a bit. And I think that uh, it's no surprise that people attract each other, you know, as practitioners, we can attract uh like into our lives in terms of people that are going to help us and, and guide us as well as the people that um, we're supposed to help and learn from as well. Well, in our connection, how we got to know each other, Virgil. You and Virgil. Right, is that Darlene came to me as a patient. So that's how we first connected. And so is that I, how you and Darlene found out about B&I then through yes. Kathleen? Right. Kathleen right. was the president of our chapter at the moment. Right. She invited us in. Yeah. At that time, and, and I said, come on. So you and Darlene just sort of hit it off. Oh, immediately. Instant chemistry. Right, yeah. immediately, and that's how, yeah. And so then I met Virgil, and we all connected. And and so then I said, yeah, why don't you come to this group and come see what it's like to network. You guys are awesome, and I love what you both do, and I think this would really, really benefit because truly that's – for me, that's really what built my practice in terms of getting me connected to the community at large and um, meeting other like-minded people, as we were saying, like attracts like. And I felt such a connection to Darlene and Virgil, and I just knew that this would be a great – as you know, the group we belong to is very much um, connected to metaphysical ideas and, yeah. again, the law of attraction. And just it's a, it's a very wonderful I was stunned. Group. You know, I started looking for – a networking group in Santa Clarita because a friend of mine said, B&I is very different from these other networking groups that you may have been involved with. And I said, yeah, back back in Glendale through the Chamber of Commerce years and years and years ago, I was in a networking group and then another one and one after that. 
but we were never trained, and the truth is I never really understood it. I, I, and I don't think the members of those networking groups really got it. So this fellow said, uh, just check out BNI in your area. There's several groups. And, and and I was shopping for groups based on how good the food was in the restaurant, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And you guys were at a cafe I thought was nice. And plus you met an hour later than most people. I thought that was civilized. I mean, Eat that sleep. Uh, 8 o'clock, was it, instead of uh, <laughs> eight, 7 or 8.30. 830 yeah. even. See, I've forgotten. But, we did that uh, when I was president. Uh, thank uh, you yes. for yeah. that. I thought it was a very civilized <laughs> thing to do. But I was just pleasantly surprised when I began to realize that here I am up in Santa Clarita, which is many things to many people. And Santa Clarita is a very unusual community because it's growing so fast, maybe too fast. Well, certainly too fast, but be that as it may. Uh, here were a group of business people, the two of you, your wife Darlene, and a dozen other people or so that met every week for breakfast and exchanged referrals and, darn it, were more interested in what they could do for the other members of the group than what they could get. Absolutely. And I thought, is this networking? So flesh it out for me, you guys. How do you... How does BNI work for you? And it, I'm, I'm talking about BNI because that's the group I met you in. That was the only networking group that really gave me the training to understand how to be a good networker. But also, it's the biggest in the world. It's not the only one, but it's huge. There's a BNI group in Maui. I'm going to check out when mm. you get over there. So, how's it worked for you? This. Uh, uh, why don't we start with the slogan, which is "Givers, givers Gain." gain. Givers gain. That's a crazy way to do business, isn't it? Very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How's it working for you? Well, it, it, as I said, for me, that's the way that my practice, I was able to grow my practice. And I, it, it's, I think what it is, what really drew me to the group is it's about building relationships. Yeah. It's not only, yes, we're there to give cards and we're having business and all that, but it's about building a relationship with these people. And I think, you know, people talk about Chamber of Commerce and all these other other networking type of things, which are much larger, which certainly have their value. But for me, personally, it's the intimacy of being in a smaller group where you really get to know that person sitting next to you, where you really get to know their story and their life mm -hmm. and who are they. And so it, it really engenders uh, one to want to, okay, gosh, how can I help you? And it really makes sense. I mean, if you're fired up and excited about gosh, what are you doing? Tell me more about this. Then absolutely I want to help you because, yeah. again, it, it's that whole uh, giver's gain. It's that whole uh, like attracts like. The more positive energy we, we provide for other people, the more that's going to come back to us. And so it really takes us out of ourselves. It doesn't become this selfish, single-minded kind of thing because it broadens our view on uh, us as a totality, you know, yes, we have our little microcosm of our group, but it's, it speaks to more of a, an expansive idea that we all are connected to each other. And if mm -hmm. we start, everybody helps each other, then everybody's going to end up feeling really good and doing well. And I know that uh, in addition to the oriental medicine that you practice, you're also aware of the importance of uh, positive attitude and affirmations and uh, getting your belief systems oriented. Um, Virgil, this is really... The law of attraction, uh, yes. giver's gain, is really core hypnotherapy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's really at the heart of what hypnosis is about. 
Ultimately, you know, I believe, you know, and I echo everything that uh, Kathleen said in terms of B&I certainly helped me grow my business, the reason I have an office, you know, out in the Santa Clarita Valley. But, yeah, uh, the principles of the law of attraction definitely are are cemented in that uh, giver's gain. You know, what you project is ultimately, I think, what's coming back to you. Whatever images, visualizations, thoughts you're holding into your mind, that's what you're moving towards, and that's what's moving towards you. And being able to work with that more deeply with hypnosis, how I do with my clients, is cementing it even more so that it's more automatic, more natural, that the thinking is positive, you know, that the visualizations are positive. Because if the mind can see it, it can conceive it, then it can make it a reality. So that's ultimately the law of attraction. That's You're what attracting it's all about. It, yeah. If I can imagine, you know, I shudder when I hear people talking about a goal they have. And they say, but I, I just can't imagine it. And I, I mm-hmm. think and often say, depending on the situation, well, maybe that's the core problem. Mm-hmm. If you can't imagine it, then what are you imagining, which would be failure or falling short, in which case that's what you magnetize. That's what you attract. Exactly. I think the, the back to you know the law of attraction, I think one of the challenging things that a lot of people face is they can imagine it. They can picture it, but we get stuck in the idea that it has to happen right now mm-hmm. or it has to happen at a whatever set amount of time. Yeah. And I think along with that is the you have to – one has to allow that time is such an arbitrary man-made thing and that what we perceive is, okay, I need this to happen as soon as possible. Well, gosh, that could be six months from now in terms of the grander scheme of what whatever our life is, whatever's going on in our life. And I think that's where people got get hung up sometimes with the law of attraction is that we're setting in motion now. Thoughts I had two weeks ago are showing up now. You know, things I thought about a month ago are showing up now. And so it brings one back to the idea that you have to really remain conscious as much as we can. Obviously, we're here, spiritual beings having a human experience, but... Nonetheless, if we remain conscious, it's like, okay, if I'm projecting all this negative energy, like Virgil was saying, we're putting it out there, we're going to manifest it. Well, it may not show up right this minute or tomorrow, but probably in two weeks something's going to happen that that will throw me off or, you know, um, be more indicative of those thought patterns that I was feeling a few weeks ago. Well, and the idea that there are lessons or opportunities to learn that are often enfolded in our difficulties, even our health challenges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, if we were to be instantly healed, we'd miss the opportunity to learn something really, really valuable. Absolutely, You're talking about gifts, gifts that are Mm -hmm. lying in problems, you know. And I don't even know if I even like using the word problem because most of the time that's been what's most character building in my life are those gifts, so to speak, that uh, we might define as problems to move to a better place, you know, to make a choice, the fork in the road of either having victim thinking or, you know, switching it to to the positive of of what you really want, you know. I shudder when I hear the phrase bad karma because it suggests, well, then there's good karma and then there's bad karma and I guess there's no in-between karma. But it would be like saying... (laughs) To me, it sounds like bad gravity because I fell down and skinned my knee. Now that's bad gravity. I mean, this is just law. Karma is law, and it can't be good or bad. <clears throat> so if we could get past this 
I think, largely Western idea of punishment, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that uh, God wants to punish us. No, that was our parents. That's that's not the universe. (laughs) It wants to grow us and heal us. Do you guys, as spiritually aware people, feel a kind of a cosmic wind at your back? Do you feel supported as healers by the general unfolding of the universe? Is that too vague for you? Or? Absolutely. Yeah? You do? No. I mean, not that it's absolutely vague, but no. I, I, say, <laughs> I know what you're you saying. Feel yeah. a, you feel supported by, absolutely. as a healer? And... Yeah. There's oftentimes I, I meet with clients, and I am literally given what I'm supposed to say to them. And I'm like, wow, that's I was more articulate and focused than I expected. Do you find yourself uh, – um, Kathleen was talking about empathy and – uh, being a, a sensitive and rapport, do you find yourself in sympathy or empathy with your clients? What is rapport like for you when you're inducing deep relaxation or so-called hypnosis in one of your clients? Well, obviously, a lot of trust is involved, and rapport has to be there. You know, I, I feel the energy really. I, I do feel. I mean, do you con- feel that kinetic. you're going with them a little bit into an altered state? Well, you mean I'm not hypnotizing myself, but uh, I guess I, you know someone's got to be grounded during the process, right? And I'm guiding it. But um, yeah, I I do feel I have felt the energy in the room. I have felt the energy from them. I'm literally tingling in my hands, and you know I I can I can feel it in my body. I mean I can feel that that lightness. So I know something's happening. So if that's me going along, you know, with it or being a part of it, I certainly am a part of that journey. I certainly do feel that I'm a part of that. What's happening? What are some of the primary benefits uh, that you've seen in your practice for hypnotherapy? Or if you wish, what are some of the uh, kinds of uh, uh, circumstances or situations you prefer to deal with in your practice? Well, I see a lot, you know, helping people stop smoking and quit smoking, helping people uh, with weight loss. It's It's more... Regardless of what I'm helping people with, whether it's overcoming fears or, or just having more self-confidence in their life or achieving a specific goal, it really is about shifting your thinking from the negative to the positive. And because conditioning has been around for so long for many of us, that it's really about letting go of that negative conditioning, letting go of the negative triggers and being able to be more desensitized and less affected by them so it becomes more automatic to focus on the positive. Do you find some people are resistant to that because they feel safer if they're afraid and afraid to feel safe? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's That's a a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, people, there, there can be resistance and it's, and that's okay because it's about pulling up that resistance and letting people, you know, helping people let go of that resistance of what it's all about to be able to move more, you know, towards the positive. Yes. People might feel safe in their way of, of, of living, but if it's not, if they've arrived at working with me, it's not working for them. So it needs to be let go of. And I'll bet like Virgil, Kathleen, mm. uh, you see a lot of people that have tried conventional medicine and uh, the drugs and the surgery, and then they end up finally coming to you and you're thinking, gosh, if I only had seen you a little sooner. But what kinds of uh, medical problems respond really well in your experience to acupuncture and well, I think many things respond well. I mean, obvi- the more obvious things that people are familiar with are pain. Um, it's very good for acute and chronic pain. Um, a lot of digestive issues are dealt with with acupuncture that Western medicine will find oftentimes very challenging. Um, but I think I was just listening to what Virgil was saying, and again, I, I we're in alignment and agreement with all of us are. But 
in terms of this whole mental aspect of what goes along with healing. And so people come to me, they've been tried numerous things. I'm their last hope, let's say. And so with that is their, their expectation that it's going to happen, needs to happen right away. So if it doesn't, there's not a result after one treatment or two treatments, then it's not working. And so a lot of what I do with people in my first visit is I spend, my first intake visit with people is about two hours long in terms wow. of treatment and spending time, is to kind of let them know that this is a process. It's a process of bringing the body back into balance that has probably been out of balance for a very, very long time. And then it's not going to necessarily happen in terms of uh, complete cure uh, in the first treatment. They will feel probably relief and so on. But it's, I try to help them with their mindset as well. We were talking about affirmations and giving people things to program while they're doing. And I will coach people along that line as well and say, hey, okay, you may not understand what I'm doing, but try to remain open and keep your mind in the presence of that your intention is to become well. And that's a really powerful thing, too, to engage people with. It's not only about the physical. Yes, I can go there and put needles in the, the specific points to address different issues, but to align someone's spiritual and mental, um, to get that in alignment, too, with the treatment is also extremely beneficial. So all those things I'm, you know, stress is treated by acupuncture. Digestive problems are also often caused by stress. Um, premenstrual, I work with fertility and infertility. But again, it's the whole mental, physical, and emotional uh, person that we're working with. Funny how many years have gone by now. I was watching, uh, oh, I don't even remember which uh, cable TV news show, and they were talking about uh, the importance of being green and recycling. And I'm thinking, yeah, 37 years after the first Earth Day, you know, when Santa Claus has no, no North Pole to land his sleigh on anymore, you're finally talking about green. And here we have the same thing in healthcare. Holistic medicine is not a new concept. No. And yet, that's what you guys are talking about. And largely what connects us is that we don't see a physical body as separate from its mental, emotional, and spiritual nature. Right. And I know that's burgeoning. I know it's growing. I mean, here we are on the radio in the middle of the day talking about it. So there's clearly a demand for this understanding. But gosh, it is slow, isn't it? I mean, we still have a medical establishment treating parts, mm -hmm. treating treating body parts and organs and and doing it rather quickly, assembly line medicine. I mean, I have to say, fortunately, I see, I've been seeing more and more Western doctors that are seeing the benefit of alternative medicine, mm -hmm. holistic medicine, Absolutely. and combining the two. I mean, there are always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be the ones that just don't see any benefit. They don't care to learn about it. They're not interested. Mm -hmm. This is my box, and that works for them, and, and that's fine. But I can see there's more and more Western doctors that my patients come and say, oh, yeah, my doctor thought this yeah. was a good idea for cancer. Do you work, you work with cancer patients as well? I do. do, don't you? And I'm really surprised when someone sent to me from, you know, a medical doctor because uh, it's it's great to see the openness because especially with, with what we do and I know in my field, 
there is a misperception and con- misconception of what exactly hypnosis is. And Michael, you know this. Yeah. Uh, whether it's through what people think they've seen. I tell uh, people everything you know about hypnosis television. is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I forget. But go ahead. It's it's that stage hypnosis stuff. Isn't it, exactly. It? And Hollywood. It, yeah. And and, yeah. and uh, you know, so a lot of what I do is as well as Kathleen, I'm sure, is getting out there in the community and educating people, and that brings us back around to uh, the networking and and really educating core group of people to kind of take the message out further and mm-hmm. and also getting out there as much as I can to, to, to really talk about what I do. Because once people understand, once they understand and go, oh, well, I always thought it was something different. I thought it was mind control. Yeah. Or you were going to make me do something I didn't yeah. want to, you know. And Bark like a dog. Uh, exactly. When, you know, yeah. That stuff. Well, you know, remember Pat Collins and lots of people yeah, have been to Vegas and seen these hypnosis shows. But uh, that's half illusion and half legitimate. A hypnosis, and there is something about relaxation, whatever we call it. Um, for many years, I taught a career training that was essentially a hypnosis school for for hypnotherapists. But the method that I developed, I called meditative hypnosis, because I wanted to emphasize with the people I was training, but also so that they could help explain to their clients and patients. Meditation and hypnosis is really happens in the same place. There, one is more receptive and one is more causative or more of a projection. Meditation is a little more receptive. But that this is also yoga and martial arts and stress management and biofeedback and autogenics and sports psychology, my goodness, and accelerated learning and uh, yahoo, let's just get the word out there. Close your eyes, breathe, relax, and wow. Wow, exactly. Mm -hmm. All all kinds of things are powerful. (laughs) Then we bring in the acupuncture needles and the positive suggestion, and we do our asanas and stretch and all of these things. So uh, that's part of why I, I mean, that's essentially why I've invited you to be here as one of my, you know, one of my final programs is to appeal to the many practitioners that are listening uh, to move ahead, that this is a growing field, and and whether they're yoga teachers or hypnotherapists or acupuncture people or homeopathy people or naturopaths or there's just so much reflexology and Reiki and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And, and I, I, I wanted to emphasize this idea that this is burgeoning, that in the last five or six years, the American health der- uh, uh, American healthcare dollar uh, has 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 reached the point where it's more than 50% alternatives. I didn't say that well, but it used to be that um, the standard medical uh, doctors of drugs and knives got way more than 50% of the American health care dollar. And now, in spite of the burgeoning cost of that, so many people are seeking alternatives mm-hmm. that it's the majority of health care dollars now, even though your rates are significantly less. Right. And often, wow. don't you find people come to you because they can afford it and maybe they can't afford the drugs and the knives and then they find out what a wonderful alternative it really is? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. I think so. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said. It's needed. We we need the holistic community to grow. It's we definitely needed. do. And if I need drugs, fine. I'm glad they're there. And surgery, I'm glad it's there. Mm-hmm. I don't disparage the field. I just don't think that... The medical establishment should have 
a monopoly? Why should they corner exactly. the market? Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's not about saying, oh, down with Western medicine. It's no. about saying, gosh, don't we all have the same idea? Don't we just want to help people get Let's better? Work together. You're right, mm -hmm. and, and have um, a better quality of life. Exactly. But do it appropriately. Let's sure, not yeah. start by ripping open the body and reaching our hands in and right. pulling things out. Let's right. start with, uh, we'll change your diet, or mm -hmm. are you exactly. exercising? Do you get enough sleep? Yeah. And, well, here, let's do this relaxation exercise. Let's peek and tweak a little with the needles. <laughs> well, it's also not the only answer. And for many people, they just don't know, right? Because we're, what, what happens when you think you have a problem? Well, pop a pill. Yeah. And that's what the doctor says to do. And that's, well, my doctor says to do this. So this is what I'm going to do. And then there's a dependency on that. I mean, Western medicine has really infiltrated the way we think in this country. But I think that's shifting. And that's what we're talking about. Well, they're growing superbugs now. They're indiscriminate and preventive use of antibiotics is causing these mutated we have people in the White House that don't believe in evolution, but it's happening in front of our very <laughs> eyes. These superbugs are mutating because doctors have been using antibiotics, even on viruses where, they, yeah. where they're worthless. But people, if they go to a doctor, they want a pill. They want a shot. They want something. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the but doctors, when they're educated, I think, is when the holistic community That's an important to, part of this, isn't it, yeah. to educate your patients. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... My doctor will spend a minute and a half with me and move on down the hall. You said you spend two hours with... For the first visit. For the first one. Mm -hmm. And what's an average session for you, Virgil? Two hours for the first visit, and then then they're about an hour-long regular sessions. That's yeah. far out. And isn't insurance beginning to pay for these alternative health care... Acupuncture, yes. Yeah. And hypnotherapy, are you finding that stress management... And... I think we're close. You know, I, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, in, in the states or in this state, for that matter. But um, I, I don't think it's that far away. I mean, there was a time period where a lot of things weren't covered, whether yeah. it was chiropractic or, or acupuncture. I think we're kind of on a list of things because the benefits, uh, people are seeing the benefits more yep. and more, yep. that sooner or later it's got to be like, yes, this is, this is a very important need yep. that people can be covered. Now, it's covered in, in European countries and, and in other areas of the world. They see the importance and it's covered. But in this country, not quite quite yet, but we are trying to, as a hypnotherapist union, we are trying to pass legislature. For that. Last year, I did a series of sessions with a brain surgeon, a brain surgeon, and it was the most wonderful experience. We did eight or ten sessions, and he came to me for stress management stuff, basically. You can imagine the stress and anxiety a brain surgeon mm. is under. And he would talk about the brain, and I would talk about the mind, and it was the most exciting, stimulating uh, series of sessions uh, I think I've ever had. And so here's a fellow who's recognizing the, you know, attitudinal medicine. Now, there's another way to talk about it, you know, <clears> the <throat> impact of your attitude. or They used to call it bedside manner or faith healing. And oh, we gotta we got to check all of this stuff out. And that's what's so exciting, I think, about what you guys are doing. Let's take a short break. We'll come back with your telephone calls for Kathleen Keneally who is a doctor of acupuncture, and Virgil Vasquez, a hypnotherapist. Both are in practice in the Santa Clarita Valley, just over the hill, the New Hall Pass from the San Fernando Valley, where I live. They're friends of mine. I met them at a group called BNI, 4,000 chapters of business, networking international all over the world. And we've talked a bit about that, too. And because I know there are so many people like Kathleen and Virgil in the audience, facilitators and practitioners of 
alternative health care. I thought we'd do this program and talk not only about the technologies that these two practice, but this whole idea of networking to grow your business. And uh, it may be counterintuitive. It may seem like doing business backwards, but it's a beautiful, beautiful application of what we all have come to know now as the law of attraction. So let's take that short break and we'll come back with your calls. 818-985-5735. 985-KPFK in the 818 area code. We'll be back after this. KPFK in your radio. It's Intervision with Michael Benner till 2 this afternoon. Today we're talking about alternative or holistic health care with Two practitioners who I've worked with are friends of mine. I know them from a networking group that I joined in Santa Clarita Valley about a year and a half ago called B&I. And one of the things I loved about this particular group, more than the others that I visited, was how many members of the group really understood core metaphysical principles, primarily what's, since the secret anyway, come to be known as the law of attraction. In B&I, it's called giver's gain. If you uh, are of the uh, Christian persuasion, you know it as you reap what you sow. On the street, it's what what goes around comes around. It's uh, you go where you look in sports. Uh, keep your eye on the ball. Uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. It just goes on and on and on. And uh, yet in B&I, it's giver's gain. That means that in business, through this group, you're more interested in what you can do for the other than what you can get. And that just creates what? A friendship, an indebtedness, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, something really genuine begins to happen, doesn't it? Yes. Absolutely. Because that's what I, I mean, a cynic could say, well, networking, that's just, I'm going to do for you, but only because I know I'm going to get something back. And uh, then you get all befuddled. But if you genuinely give and release Mm -hmm. and don't need anything back, I think not even gratitude or appreciation. But just give and let go. Like, Virgil, here's a referral for you or Kathleen. I thought, you know. And and when I started in BNI, I used to wait for people to say, I sure wish I knew an acupuncturist or I wish I knew a hypnotherapist or a yoga teacher. And then it began to dawn on me, I should talk about you guys. And so I started telling my friends about this acupuncturist who did a 10-minute presentation at my BNI group or this hypnotherapist who did a presentation and and I got to know you guys better and I'd talk about you and now I'm not just hunting and gathering, I was cultivating, I was planting the seeds and growing the referrals. And sharing information. I mean, that's the thing. Right there, you just that was perfect, is that you're sharing information about people that you know. I mean, how often do you do that anyway? Okay, gosh, I've got a great... uh, place that I love, love their panini sandwiches. I mean, <laughs> that's good enough reason. You yeah. know, I mean, we're quick to do that. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like, wow, you know, yeah. I know this great hypnotherapist and he is awesome. It's the same sort of thing, which really surprises me why more people in this alternative healthcare don't network. You know, I'm not even going to mention his name, but you guys probably know who I'm talking about. There was somebody, there is someone in that group the Santa Clarita Platinum group that you guys are in and I was in, who said to me recently, he said, you know, I'm not even in this group to grow my business. I'm here for the energy. Mm. Yep. Yep. I'm here for the friendship. Absolutely. Me too. I'm here because there's 15 people that I care about and I trust Mm -hmm. and they're kind and loving and sweet and and positive and life-affirming 
and I come for that and a cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> I mean, he Abs- works it from a pure place. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, and that's the best energy to have, I think. Yep. I think so. If you guys will put those headphones on, we'll take some calls for my guests. Kathleen Keneally and Virgil Vasquez. You guys have your own websites, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Why don't you give those now and then again at the end of the show so they can follow up with you? Or a phone number oh. if you want. Okay, my website is Keneally Acupuncture. And you got to spell Keneally. K-E-N-N-E-A-L-L-Y. Okay. And then acupuncture at, uh, that's just uh, com. And my phone number of my office is 661-252-4100. And um, I'm always available to answer any kind of questions. People call in and have questions about acupuncture, and I always make the time to uh, answer questions if people want to know more about it. So okay, six six one two five two forty one hundred. That's it. And you have beautiful new offices out here. Yes, indeed. Yes, she does. <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but I hear they're very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and yes. Virgil, how about you? What's your website? My website is therapeuticalhypnosis dot com. Okay. And your phone? Do you have a phone you can give us? Yes, I do. It's uh, area code six six one two nine eight one seven nine eight. And since Darlene's not here, we should mention that uh, they could get a hold of your wife for yoga. Exactly. She's yoga a, comes to you. She's the hip yoga chick. That's uh, right. Her name of her business is Hip Yoga, and it's a studio that comes to you. Darlene, she's really great. 661-298-7. Yeah, but see, you're married. You have to say that. I can say that. <laughs> Me too. She's I say great. that freely, <laughs> Michael. I say <laughs> that do. freely of and course. lovingly. Of course. <laughs> she Six, is great. 661-298-17. 98 for Virgil or um, his wife, Darlene, uh, yoga and uh, hypnotherapy. Let's go to the telephones. We'll begin in Riverside with Kelly. You're on KPFK on Intervision. My guests are Kathleen and Virgil. Hi, Kelly. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, you know, I was just driving along. I'm about to meet my hypnotherapist for lunch. (laughs) And I wanted to just share a, a really neat experience I had years ago with acupuncture. I was working for this huge HMO. Uh, in the operating room, and had become severely allergic to latex. And I kept going to the doctors of the company I was working for, and they just finally told me, you know, you have allergies, deal with it. But I was so, so sick, and I dragged myself into an acupuncturist's office, and the gentleman had me cleared up in two weeks. I, I just couldn't believe it, and I have, you know, sought out alternatives ever since, and I share them freely. I share that information, and and I just wanted to call and say it's, it's just I'm so happy to hear you guys talking about this. Well, thanks. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, great you. story. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What are you doing with the needles and the meridians and the chi and what's all that oh, about? That's secret. And, you know, I really okay. can't. Okay. No. <laughs> 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 um, Essentially, the the meridians are energy pathways that run through the body, and the acupuncture points are specific points of sensitivity. And when we're stimulating a needle, we're um, either dispersing the chi, which is spreading it out if energy's stuck, or we're consolidating or tonifying and strengthening a particular meridian at a particular point. So is it like a volume control in a crude way? You're either turning it up or turning it down? I guess that's one way of looking at it, yeah. Boosting or drooping the energy? Right, right. Boosting or draining the energy, depending on what's going on for that person, you know, what they're what they're presenting with. Because it's it's very, you know, it's not as simple as just, you know, too much or too little, but 
it, in a sense, it is as simple as too much and too little. It's curious because we do <laughs> this with electronic circuits all the time. You have mm-hmm. to tune the circuits. People listening to us on the radio right now, when they tuned it down to 90.7, they were tuning that circuit. And so the idea that human beings, as you said earlier, Kathleen, were spiritual beings. That means energy beings. Mm -hmm. Yes, in physical form, there's a vehicle here. But it's the energy that matters. And so you're able to stimulate that. That's what this ancient art form science is. We stimulate it. We um, unblock blockages. We... We help the body find its own equilibrium, essentially. The body has its innate intelligence. And because of the – you know, look at it this way. This is a medicine that's over 5,000 years old. And now we are in the 21st century, I believe, right? Aren't yeah, we? yeah, roughly. 21st century. And um, faced with all kinds of things that 5,000 years ago they didn't have to deal with. And so it's even more important that uh-huh. people do – Oriental medicine or alternative me- methods of healing, hypnotherapy, and so on, because we are so out of alignment with nature, and that's where this medicine is based on. And so it's definitely you need tweaking of the energy pathways in the body to help us stay intact because we're bombarded by all this other energy that you were yeah. just talking about, radios, mm-hmm. microwaves. microwaves. And right. They say that may be part of the honeybee collapse is the cell oh, phones. really? They don't mm-hmm. even know yet. There's just... We keep throwing all these frequencies up into the air, and we just don't know what they're doing to their little critter friends here. Let's go to Woodland Hills. Gail, you're on InterVision with Kathleen and Virgil. Hello. Well, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. I'll try to keep this um, brief. Um, Recently, I'm I'm a woman in my early 60s, and my background is, as a yoga teacher, Tai Chi teacher. I'm also a singer. Um, these things bring me a lot of joy because I feel that they touch other people's hearts. Now, recently I started getting some uh, migraines, like a series of migraines. I've never had acupuncture. Um, I think the needle part is, it has been a deterrent for me. I, I have had hypnotherapy. I am, um, I, I do practice uh, being in the moment and being aware of... Speaking of which, those moments are fleeting quickly, Gail. I just have a <laughs> so few of them I'll left. leave it at that. I was hoping you could touch on the subject of uh, migraines, migraines and what your experience From each of their points of view. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. Kathleen? I'll be brief. Um, migraine headaches can come from a number of sources. And that's why my first appointment takes so much time is because we have to figure out where the imbalance is. It could be hormonal. It could be stress-related. It could be a combination of things. But from my perspective, it's a blockage of energy. And so wherever there's pain in the body, the energy is blocked. So I would encourage you to um, try to get past the idea of the needles because they're very fine. They're like your hair. They're not like any other needle you've ever experienced. I can vouch for that. And um, I think it could be really beneficial uh, for you to seek out an acupuncturist in your area um, because I think it could really help a lot. I've had great, great results with treating um, migraines with all different sources. These needles are much smaller even than the syringe needles. Oh, uh, it's like the size of a hair. Yeah. It's flexible. It's not hollow. It's... Pain, virtually painless. Yeah, definitely. And Virgil, how about pain and hypnosis? Well, um, first I was going to say, Gail, you know, you can use hypnotherapy to overcome your fear of needles. 
There you go. There's a, there's a start. Um, and needles to overcome your fear of hypnotherapy. There you go. <laughs> um, yes, pain management. Um, you know, I'm a strong believer that everything starts with our minds. You know, our thoughts affect our feelings, and our feelings affect our behaviors and affect our actions, and uh, our, our mind controls our body. So pain management is something I definitely have worked with with my clients and uh, migraines, headaches, you know, things like that uh, in terms of just giving them a tool that they can turn to in terms of visualizing and literally dial their pain down um, so that they're not turning to the medications. I can vouch. I went to the dentist last week. I was in the chair for two hours. I had crown props and fillings, and for 30 years I've never used uh, anesthesia. I just use uh, self-hypnosis. And the dentist loves it. Said he studied it in school, but he said, I have no time to train people to do this, so it's just easier to give them Novocaine. But if we can have our teeth drilled on, and and this is not tolerating pain, it's transcending it, then uh, imagine what else we can do. I think a nice place to sort of put the ribbons on this is for us all just to, in our own way, honor that the miracle is that we heal anyway that we heal automatically and autonomically and that we have all these allied technologies to stimulate that natural or to accelerate that process. Mm. This isn't supernatural. <clears throat> it's, I mean, imagine, my wife Doreen often uses this as an example. Imagine if it's uh, 1947 and you've got a microwave. People are going to say, oh, you're a witch. It's magic. No, it's just a microwave out of time. And a lot of this People don't understand acupuncture, maybe. They don't really fully understand hypnosis and meditation and the power of suggestion and why the law of attraction works. But it's just a matter of understanding and education. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a natural, normal process that you guys are working with. Would you, Absolutely, would you yeah. agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're working with the body's desire to heal itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. The power of the mind. Okay, so uh, Kathleen Keneally, Virgil Vasquez, both are practitioners in the Santa Clarita Valley. Again, Kathleen does oriental medicine, acupuncture, and other related forms of Chinese medicine. And Kathleen, your telephone number again and your website? Telephone number 661-252-4100. And my website is keneallyacupuncture.com. And Virgil Vasquez, also in the Santa Clarita Valley, your hypnotherapy website? Is therapeuticalhypnosis.com. And I'm at uh, 661-298-1798. And if any of you guys want more information on BNI, uh, Business Networking International, just Google it for your neighborhood, for your area. They're all over the place. And I recommend it. I've been in other networking groups, and this is a good one. So thanks to you two, and thanks to... Uh, Brooks, my producer, to D'Angelo, my engineer. Thanks to my lovely wife, Doreen, for all of her help and assistance. And to each of you for listening and for calling today. We'll be back here next week. Check out the new podcast at FocusedPassion.com. Be a charter member. It's up and running now. FocusedPassion.com. And as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. <laughs>